When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before City with Alice Wetterlin. And Veronica's not here because of a family emergency. <laughs> no, that's not the right sound. Um, Veronica's not here, you say. That's right. She's got an emergency to deal with over in. Is this a good sound? Traffic ambiance for Austin, Texas? Anyway, she's on the road. And her mom is dealing with the bullshit that we talked about a couple weeks ago with the whole fucking state freezing over due to nobody doing anything about climate change. Here's Johnny. And um, it sucks. But uh, obviously, we wish her the best. Give her some love on the old Internet, however you want to. Or she probably honestly would like for you to just sing it into a crystal. Um, She'll hear and, it that way. Uh, She'll hear it. <laughs> There's Skylar with us today. Sorry. Skylar's um, going to sub in every once in a while, but that was a very good way for you to be uh, introducing yourself in the show today. Just we don't really get mean, to yeah. Just... We don't... No, not really mean. No, no, very accurate. Um, so welcome, Skylar. We'll do a cheers to him. <laughs> and um, before, further, before further ado, which is not a phrase, I want to introduce our guest for today. She's a fabulous, fabulous, she's a fabulous comedian writer. <laughs> right, her married obviously to the writer of Spider Man, uh, and uh, you let's know never her, explain her, that her comedy specials, ice uh, thickeners, and many other television and word appearances. Please give it up for Emily Heller. Thank you. They love you. I, I've appeared in many words. Appeared in many words. And yeah. obviously your husband appeared in many a diary. <laughs> I'm using my husband's Zoom account. Um, and his name is not Peter Parker. <laughs> Which is also not the writer of Spider-Man. <laughs> Which is also not the writer of Spider-Man. <laughs> he is Spider-Man. Uh, but, you know, you could say living is a kind of writing. That's true. Like, what is what is writing? You know what, what I mean? What is improv? Stop yeah. doing it. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is writing? I know I'm not getting paid, so um, for it. I am uh, very glad to have you back on this show because we had a 
you've almost bookended the series since we had you early and now it's yeah i had i did like was it episode four or something yeah something like that oh my gosh and now how many episodes are left before it's over we've got we've got a solid seven yeah seven this is 19 wow and What's wild is these are the only two episodes of this show I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm always thinking, we should have Emily on. She's this huge Star Trek head. Every yeah. time I think that, and then you're always like, I literally don't know. <laughs> Please leave me out is of it. it. Better to, is it better to like seem like someone who's a huge Star Trek head and so. not be? Okay. Yeah, you I read to me as yeah. massive Star Trek head while well, not yeah, actually being. Well, yeah, because it's like someone who, because Star Trek for me, it's like people who are not like nerds but like understanding the world of nerd like mm-hmm. they get that it exists right. but then this is their entryway because people watch it usually and then they go oh this is actually kind of weird and goofy and not like it's not like a, it's like not it's not like pew pew or whatever yeah right it's like instead of pew pew it's like they cut to where a cat used to be and there's an iguana standing there <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> With the collar. And then I, yeah, it's, this was a, I don't, okay, and obviously we'll get into this, but I can't tell if this is like a weird episode for me to jump in on where I'm like, is it, am I supposed to take this seriously or <laughs> or not? I, it's really hard to tell. I don't no. want to like offend anyone, but there's an no one iguana is- wearing a cat collar <laughs> next to a bunch of kittens. I can't imagine somebody getting offended right now by like you saying that. <laughs> but if they are, like I, they deserve very much to be offended by everything. I, I also- hope they're upset a lot. You know what I mean? Like that person sh- deserves to be unhappy. <laughs> I also just like the idea of like that specific objective fact being like, don't bring that up, Emily. (laughs) We're really sensitive about that in the community. Just to backtrack a little bit, I think the reason why I give off like serious like Star Trek vibes is just that I I I am a television binger. And I think you know that about me, but I don't binge like shows like star trek or like buffy or things like that that people normally do i do like everybody loves raymond like shows that make no sense with there's my like value two, system i feel like for me for my comedian writer f- friends it's like there's two avenues like like a lot of people i know are like fraser cheers you know yeah. like that going down that hole of like that kind of scripted show and then there's a lot of people who are just like, I see, I'm like a Galactica person there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe. That's and then there's also people, though, who I think only ever watch like The Bachelor. Reality. Yeah. There's Georgia Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or Megan Gailey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's uh, it's also just like. My cool friends know about it's a compliment from me, but maybe right. not. From I everybody. took it as I took it as a compliment. Good. Yeah, I tend there, to take I'm not as like a I'm not like living my life in a way where I'm trying to like convince people I'd never <laughs> watch Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> that particular vanity. I yeah. really want to see what that looks like. Someday. I guess it's like a Kardashian, right? Except that's so weird because Kardashians. Oh, interesting. Emily, but <laughs> but yeah, the Kardashians no. also know that they get that all the time. Well, I also they like they mention like a doctor. Is it a Copian or what was the um, doctor's name that they I, they they said an Armenian name? Uh huh. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like 
that makes sense that there would also yeah. be a Cardassian. Yeah, Armin just like, 3 is a huge planet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it basically should be. I just mean, like, I assume that there was, like, someone Armenian on the staff, or it's just, like, they are connected to the Armenian community of Los Angeles in some way. I just, like... Somebody who is in the writer's room either lives in Little Armenia or is Armenian or something, because you can tell with the names. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This has been a great episode. Um, We've covered that element. We talked about the iguana. We talked about... (laughs) We alluded to something that was said before the recording started. I don't know. To me, a cat... Turning into an iguana while Picard is scared is like pretty much like that. I can't really think of a better way of summing up this series. Yeah. You know, it really reached its um, pinnacle, I feel like, in this episode in a lot of ways because it's really goofy. The science is not super well explained. There's a lot of holes in the plot, but you're um, you're having a good time. Uh, Yeah. Like John, like Patrick Stewart is acting his socks off, you know, even though he doesn't really need to at this point. <laughs> You've already No, yeah, like he's he's going for it and you kind of it's like, oh yeah, he's a good yeah. actor. <laughs> yeah, he's just a guy who doesn't phone it in, you know. Like have you seen that new um the that HBO show The Little Things? It's like a movie uh, no. with no. Denzel Washington and Oh, the movie yeah, I did watch that with uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, who very distractingly only wears one pair of like coveralls the entire yes. time, and, and he's supposed to be a psychopathic killer. And the craziest thing about him is that he exclusively wears <laughs> this single uniform for well, a two-hour movie. Jared Leto, the psychopath in wardrobe, was like asked to do a fitting. Psychopathically, did not show up to any of those fittings, so therefore had to wear that same outfit. You know yeah. that's what it was. And then yeah. also Rami Malek, who is a different kind of psychopath slash bad actor. And like the the whole movie is garbage. Like from not from start to finish. Like the beginning is kind of like compelling, and then it just falls right off the rails, and like nothing makes any sense. First of all, you're like literally like what era is this movie in? They're like, here's my rotary phone and my Contigo bottle. You're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? And then the whole time, Denzel Washington is just like acting in a different movie that nobody sees except him, which is he's great. Like he's, he's doing so well. good. Because because Denzel Washington, I feel like I would have if you had asked me who was going to phone it in in that movie, I would yeah. have guessed Denzel Washington. It feels like he produced the movie because he's so involved. And like, yeah. I feel like he's like a candle in the wind in this movie. And everybody else is just like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. One of the wildest things about it is it's like I can't think of that many movies that have three Oscar winners in scenes together and like yeah. only one of them is like awake. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, that also speaks to the, you know, the Academy decision making yeah. process, I think. Yeah. No, we're really, going to get into that. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to get into that on this episode. Don't sure. you worry. Don't you worry. And Peter, uh, Peter Miller was robbed <laughs> for Spider-Man 2. Um <laughs> So, okay, let's just open up the uh, cold open of this episode. By the way, Emily, how have you been during this pandemic, this panoramic, this pandemic? I've been hanging in. I've been, you know, I've been gardening a lot, putting a lot of my rage into that. Now, I made you a promise when you agreed to be on the show that I would not bring up a certain show. (laughs) (laughs) Because you've been, you know, I feel like you need like. You need it's weird because you need a break 
I need right. a break from yeah. this thing that has now become a juggernaut <laughs> in the Emily Heller in the podcasting universe. world. Yeah. I have like a, an extremely popular segment on another podcast and the fans <laughs> are just really like enthusiastic in a way that's hard to handle, but not enthusiastic enough to start listening to my other podcast. <laughs> it's so <laughs> you love to see no translation. Yeah. You it's love just to see zero crossover. <laughs> a fan base I cannot monetize. <laughs> love it. It's so and they'll be here too. So I feel like if you want to say anything to them. Yeah. But my pandemic's going fine. My dog just just had emergency surgery a couple weeks ago and now he's back to normal and so i'm doing great or? <laughs> yeah he got called in he got called in <laughs> he's really bad at it oh no <laughs> but he did great in medical school yeah <laughs> you wouldn't think he cheated his way through medical school yeah. and now he he's he just keeps killing people. Give me an A. Can't say no to those. He was eyes. so cute. Yeah, they just had yeah. to pass him. Look at his little mask. Um. So I'm sorry. How is he? Is he He's great. Okay? Uh, yeah, it's been a tumultuous few weeks, but now he he got his like staples out and stuff, and now he's fine. Mm. Yeah. What, he's what, back can home. I ask what it was for? He ate a nut. <laughs> he, oh. like a, he ate something on his walk that he couldn't digest and then it just like blocked his intestines and then it's just one of those things where I'm like what I wouldn't give to make him understand that it was his fault <laughs> like, oh, totally. well yeah. also because it's kind of heartbreaking when you have an animal go to the shelter go to the like go to the vet or go to the like deal with you don't stuff have to take them to the shelter every time I do. It happens. are you yeah. kidding me yeah. you're yeah. like this is where we part ways <laughs> <laughs> this one's busted please like it's like the fur is too soft anyway so like the when you take them to the vet and then they are like looking at you like they're they're like why would you and you want to be able to telepathically tell them what's going on like yeah this has to happen otherwise you die and like also like i will come back yeah you want uh, them yeah. to know that and he's just like i guess they this can't. is my life now I'm. <laughs> I live at the. So that's vet. where he yeah. started studying surgery. Yeah, yeah. but you it's see, you know. He got like, well, I guess I'm in school. He has a passion for it now. You know. <laughs> this is good to know, Skylar, that you laugh because I, um, you know, generally we're recording. You're not on mic, so I don't know if you're laughing or not. We've never had you in studio before. It's I been do. A pandemic. I do laugh. I do. I, this is. I mean. This is not, it's not about me, but I have this fun. This show is so much fun. I, I laugh a lot. Yeah. That's going to be on our, um, we're going to put, post that on our reviews. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't worry. I won't go on iTunes and write that. I'll just say it <laughs> on the episode. And then people who are already fans will hear it. Uh, oh, by the way, I have opened the, uh, screen sharing, uh, thing. So who knows if we're actually be able to see this. Sometimes we can't. So guys, let me know if you can see it or not. Is this viewable? We're seeing to it. You? Yeah. yeah, I can see it. So why were you rolling around in Siberian cactus? Mm -hmm. You know Rebecca Smith? The new tactical officer? We took a walk in the Arboretum. We sat down, we got comfortable, things got a little romantic, and then I rolled over. Ah! Jesus. Blurred vision, dizziness, so... uh, palpitations, a stinging sensation in the lower spine. Mm -hmm. It's Torellian death syndrome. Oh, we gotta do some. I thought we agreed you'd come to me before checking Starfleet Medical Database. I don't database. know if you can hear this. Yes, but... well, uh, this time I'm glad. <laughs> Maybe we can stop the cellular decay before it's, it's, it's too late. Ridge. I like how this show just predicted. Oh, you, 
You're sure? I'm sure. <laughs> this show predicted WebMD. <laughs> Maybe it is some yeah. blood burn. No. No. <laughs> it's so good with Wait a laugh a track when registered. <laughs> there is a slight imbalance in your K3 cell count. That actor also just fully picked his nose. Yeah. In sure, like... it's nothing. <laughs> Look, I'll run a microcellular scan. We'll see. This will take a couple of minutes. Oh, he's so good. Okay, so Reginald Barkley III. Basically, this character is a stand-in for um, your, you know, your balky, your anxiety. Uh, yeah, he's a, hy- a classic hypochondriac. Classic hypochond. <laughs> and then in the episode, he's validated by having, like, special blood that messes him up. And so it's, like, really bad messaging. <laughs> it's terrible messaging. <laughs> um, it's is, awful. I have a question, which is, like, is this guy in the show normally? Yeah, he okay. is a guest star. So it's like he's he's there as often as I was on Silicon Valley season two. Um, <laughs> like, a way to bring to it give up a really time. specific yeah. example. Um, let's see. That's a trauma from my past. Um, he's he's in like once. So he's he appeared in I think season probably four or five, and then he's been kind of like a recurring sort of like comedic relief yeah. person. But he does he he does appear as part of episodes that do have interesting things going on that like involve weird anomalies where like he's the only one that can sense something because mm. he's such a hypochondriac nobody believes him because he's like right. always freaking out. So you've got to imagine, like, when he's there and we're not filming, he's just freaking out and people are like, it's nothing. It's just <laughs> So um, basically we start out the show, the show, the episode with, you know, uh, Captain Picard and Data have to leave the ship because they um, are testing a new warhead. And Worf fucks it up and sends it into <laughs> outer space in the wrong way. You hate yeah. to do that. You hate to fuck it's up like, like that. It's like when you're doing a new warp system, yeah. warp, whatever. So warp, and he's really, he's really hard on himself about it. Yeah, he like as be. a Klingon, and like Captain Picard wasn't like that mad. He was just like, I think you might need to test it a little bit more. And he's just like, Ah, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> ah, stupid. You know, or whatever the word for stupid and Klingon is. Oh my god, yeah. got scared when I did that. Um, so like. <laughs> He he is and and we don't know like if it's the the disease that made him fuck it up but like I have a question about ops because like Worf's position is both always head of the military security system in the flagship of the uh, Federation but also somehow designing the weapon system and also he takes the calls. It's a lot of hats to wear. <laughs> yeah, so much. And I'm like, no wonder he fucked it up. Yeah. And no wonder occasionally a, a nuclear weapon goes yeah. <laughs> to the wrong part of space. Sorry, I was busy fucking folding your laundry. It's Jesus. like a higher warp and assistant. Yeah, God. Um, so uh so basically, like for some reason, as per usual, Picard's like, oh, we have to go fetch a nuclear warhead. I won't send someone expendable. I'll just go. In a shuttle yeah. with Data, the other most important person in the entire Federation. Um, and Will Riker is like, maybe don't 
this time. And he's like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Daddy wants to hunt a nuke. <laughs> like, he's like, <laughs> super horny to go fetch this bomb. <laughs> he likes to pilot, you know, he's like swashbuckly. So sometimes he likes to like go off on his own. Um, meanwhile, uh, Data's cat is gonna have a baby. So, Data has mm-hmm. to tell Barkley to be in charge of his cat while he's away, which is like so awesome that he that Barkley actually has a purpose and also awesome for me because I love cats. Yeah, so, this was uh, like huge. A, probably a great episode for you. Yeah. Got an iguana. Got a cat. I don't know why my feelings are hurt by your tone, but. Kittens. <laughs> Mr. Wolf. I think that you should consider analyzing your new guidance. <laughs> Captain, I will need a few minutes to attend to a personal matter. Oh, I feel like I should have done this here. Consider analyzing your new guidance system. Okay. Me? It is possible that it will take several days for Captain Picard and me to complete our mission. The cat does not look pregnant. I would prefer to have a human present to supervise the birthing process. Well, I, I'd be honored. I have noticed that you are the only other member of the crew whom Spot seems to like. The point is, Captain Picard was being super bitchy. Um, so Barkley is going to watch the cat. And Data's going to go on his fun little trip with Picard to go find this bomb. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Worf is like, re- like, Worf starts mutating quick. He is like very angry already before anything else happens. So it's, I think people are kind of like on the ship, like, is something going on or is it just Worf, you know? So he's like in, he's eating dinner with, uh, with Counselor Troy. Could I have an order and, of Anzillan caviar? Make that a double order. Certainly. And he's like... Caviar. For lunch. <laughs> I'm in the mood of something salty. Besides, it's no stranger than what you're eating. And by the way, what he's eating is like... Like a... Oh, like a whole chicken. Like a, a turkey leg. And an octopus. And she's really dehydrated. So she's like craving salt. Have you noticed salt? how dry the air is on the ship? I wonder if the environmental controls are set properly. (laughs) You're excused. Okay, so this could be an episode just about Troy's thyroid (laughs) disorder. (laughs) If we didn't really go out, you know. But but it ends up being that everybody's devolving into... Yeah, like... Mysterious... Yeah, it turns out that they are, like, going back in their evolution to, like, pre... Yeah. Right. And as we know... A human evolution. Some people started as like apes, and then others were spiders. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, evolution is confusing. We all have an, an arachnid ancestor. Lizard. Like everybody's got yeah. that guy at Thanksgiving, <laughs> the uncle who came from yeah. a spider. I mean, yeah, you're my twenty-three me is pretty fucked up. It's a lot of spider. <laughs> Bringing it f- around yeah. to Spider-Man again. Oh. Yes. Bringing it full <laughs> circle, full web. Parker Miller. Uh, fucking Christ. Um, yeah, I did. Th- that's the one thing about this episode that I've always like. I-, I I've seen this episode multiple times. I really like it, but I also never understand why people 
like human beings don't just all evolve from a normal proto human. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. why is why is Will Riker like a caveman and then the lady who's pregnant is a yeah. literal egg. And then Worf is the guy from Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that he's a Klingon. So it's yeah. like okay. They evolved I guess. from the guy from Shape of Water. Shape of Water guy. Um, yeah. They, they yeah. Water guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is like that sexy yeah. fish man. Yeah. Only fish. he commits a sexual assault in this episode, and then we just he never apologizes. Nope. Well, she was asking for it by being an amphibian, <laughs> by being in a bath. And, yeah. Well, you know, it's like obviously, you know, me too. We're all kind of like waking up to the you know this, <laughs> what women have gone through, but like there's a there's a line, right? I feel like if it's, a woman's in a bath. Yeah. Worf is the only one in this episode who really like wilded out and fucked up other people's shit. You know? Yeah. Like everyone else was just like, oh no, I'm a monkey. Ooh. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, and like Barkley was just like up people's ass. Like that's what his pre evolutionary like personality. Yeah, what was, was? happening? Was what? Wait a minute, slow down. You lost it back there. Which sensor clusters? The forward. It's it's a power fluctuation in the converter nodes. It's a minor adjustment. It's minor. It's all right here on this diagram, Commander. He can't read the diagram. I'll look this over later. Go ahead. You run your diagnostic. I'll inform the other departments about the uh, power systems. He kept like check that. getting really close to people. Yes. That. Well, that's a that's actually like a thing that doesn't go away when you're not devolving on this ship. For some reason, people are constantly close talking. Can I ask you? Wait, who yes. um, directed this episode? That's a good oh, question. Let me look. Why I have not? It up. I have it up. Will you will you do a little background that Veronica yes. normally does? Yeah, this is. I'll ask her, but again, family emergency. Yeah, no, text her for that specific question. <laughs> hey, I need you. I need you to get on the call. <laughs> Hey, who directed this episode? Um, it's a man named Gates McFadden. Um, it's a woman. No, a woman. Apologies. A Apologies. woman. Oh named my Gates God, Skyler! Hold on a second. Wow. I have to make a a soundboard. Oh, sound that's Dr. That. Beverly Crusher. That's yeah. Gates well, now it's I'm too sorry. late. No. I have to make a sound. So you messed up. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, it's Bev Crusher directed it. Oh, and she's got a great role in this episode. Sorry, I had to play that also. Okay. Uh, the only reason yeah, why I was so, asking is because there's this one director who directs um, some Columbo episodes where, and you can always <laughs> tell that it's one of his episodes because Columbo's like weirdly like draping himself all over everyone he talks to in a way that is really odd. Um, and you're like, what is it? What's this <laughs> tactic? Is this how he's disarming his suspects? But no, he's just being a creep for no reason. And I was like, I wonder if it's the same director because <laughs> what the fuck? is Barkley doing he just is like truly like resting his chin on Picard's shoulder in a bunch of scenes and like <laughs> I didn't even notice that Emily because to be honest this show people do that so yeah, much I like... was watching the next episode with Garrett my boyfriend last night and like he was high granted but he just kept like laughing about how people were just like constantly like i think i can look into it just like so incredibly <laughs> close to other people it's like are you feeling better yeah the neutrinos have disbanded and i um, i wasn't it's like with an episode like this too where you're like okay like anyone at any time could be transforming into an animal you 
Like everything could be meaningful. Like every one mm-hmm. of those choices could mean, oh, I'm I'm turning into like a super horny mammal of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel, yeah. But it it's kind of like strange that, and I maybe you should look this up too, Skylar, like why they chose maybe they don't write about this, but why they chose certain people on on board to to start. Like Bill is basically Will Riker, Barkley, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, Worf and Deanna all start mutating. Beverly doesn't. Neither does Jordy. Like, neither one of them have any symptoms. Yeah, I'm not seeing the logic for the the characters who Jordy's are chosen. just sitting I, there just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I think is one of the main ways that people got infected, though, was like if they got sprayed in the face with like the venom from the from the people who were infected and Jordy has that like eye thing so maybe right, it protected and he's also his just eyes like, I don't people know not to get too close to Jordy while he's working I think maybe it's part of it yeah um how did it feel for you to watch this episode while we're in the middle of a pandemic that is also yeah. turning people into iguanas <laughs> I mean that is also f- like f- front obviously front yeah, of mind yeah covid has me. insane symptoms we yeah, all know I this I really yeah. wish that's what covid did instead of make people into um just like more white supremacists <laughs> yeah. than they already are skeptical of like me. public health information <laughs> yeah I heard about these people who are like in Texas the mask mandate was lowered so like this one restaurant was like um, we're going to keep our mask mandate up, so you still have to wear a mask here. And then people started, like, getting mad about that and then started sending calls to, like, DHS to report workers that worked there. Like, Oh, my God. N- <laughs> like, they're mad that their right to not wear a mask has been violated by a place that they are not going to. Yeah. And Ugh. also, it's that person's right to wear a mask like you can't like why doesn't why don't people understand how racism makes it so we can't have nice things um anyway i guess they hadn't seen this episode i think that's the key yeah thank you for bringing it around to this because i do think that's the key (laughs) um so uh this what what did i pull up this clip for i have some production history from the memory alpha fandom wiki if, Go for it. If we like it. So this is the only episode of the series directed by Gates McFadden, and it's the first episode of Star Trek directed by a female cast member. The next episode directed by a female cast member was VOY Riddles, um, mm-hmm. directed by Roxanne Dawson six years later. So they weren't very on Lord. top of that. Um, and then Michael Westmore described his work in this episode as proving to be his greatest challenge. Everybody mutated. Riker became... Australopithecine, Troy, an aquatic animal, Barkley, a spider. He recalled, we never would have been ready if the episode hadn't miraculously fallen right after Christmas. We worked through the holiday. Oh, so this is like one of those fun like stories about how there was an insane deadline and everybody who worked on this just like killed themselves oh, over a holiday. <laughs> um, I did I miss when Barkley turned into a spider? Like, yes. OK, it happens, now, though, and you see the spider that is when Picard comes back finally to the ship they're in the engine room and he's like hey let's see what's going on in the core and then all of a sudden something pops up 
and scares Picard. And it's really adorable because Picard is really scared. Yeah, because he's devolving into like a scaredy cat or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, so he gets like really scared about stuff. It's right here. (laughs) And Barkley is disgusting. So that's important to be aware of. Um, I really like, here's what I like about this episode. And this is me being totally sincere. Um, I do like the fact that the uh, plot, like the problem in the show starts mid and then like reaches its like conclusion midway through the episode. Like it's like, well, this is done. Everybody's going to be a spawn of whatever they evolve from now. And then midway through the episode, the two people who left come back and like they have to solve it. Yeah. It's sort of like a weird it's like a hide and seek format. (laughs) <laughs> of writing or something i don't know of like, emily you're the writer tell me i'm trying to think of like <laughs> what it's, it's like the movie um well no it's not like that really i was gonna say it's like that movie um blast from the past with brendan fraser where he grows up in a <laughs> bunker it's not like that it's oh, yeah it's more like how the famous screenwriting touchstone it's <laughs> more like how who's that guy who was um yeah, you save the cat. You talk about Brenda Fraser in that movie. <laughs> was it? These are the two. Was it Andrew Keegan? It was like someone who was on like a yoga retreat when the pandemic hit, and they came back, and they were like, "Oh fuck, oh, yes." <laughs> oh wow, yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie idea. Nobody wants to watch a movie about the pandemic, though. So scratch that. <laughs> um, I like this scene with Picard, especially where he can't think good. Because it's sort of like spreading. Did you find that relatable? Concentrating myself. (laughs) I like dumb guys. Like my mind keeps wandering. I can't. Commander, I've got seven security teams out hunting for Worf, but for some reason the sensors are having a difficult time locking Mm onto them. I've called for a level two security alert. You think we should go to a level one? I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) I think we should. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> then you'll take care of that security thing. He's like, sorry, I've got mommy brain. <laughs> it's, it's fun, dumb guy writing. It really is. It's fun to like, it's like, it's not scripted. <laughs> I would love to do, I would love to be the one time you get to improvise on this show. Is yeah, that just the, the like, script just says, huh? like, insert dumb stuff yeah. here. Yeah. Like, just go on stupid huh? riff for yeah. a bit. <laughs> you know, uh? Just really play with it. <laughs> love to see the outtakes of that scene um so yeah so then he becomes a horrible caveman who throws things at at picard yeah and picard is scared it's adorable but that's pretty much it then they come back and data figures it out and he's like well he figures out that you know, he needs he's a pregnant he, woman's fluids. yeah he needs to harvest stem cells and <laughs> Yeah, and if the Christians had their way, this would be illegal. (laughs) It is very convenient that someone at the beginning of the episode is like, by the way, guys, I'm pregnant. (laughs) And then... (laughs) The classic announcement strategy. She says it in a really, like, uh, like really weird way to present that you're pregnant. Um, I have noticed that many humans prefer not to know in order to experience the surprise like, during birth. I can slide it in here. I believe I you will preserve the mystery until okay. then. Uh-huh. I know what you mean. I don't want to know either. Lisa? <laughs> Spot's not the only one who's going to be a mother. Oh, Lisa, that's wonderful. Weird side hug from Daddy Beverly. Yep. Well, he was a little shocked. 
<laughs> but he's getting over it. Oh, I've spent the past- <laughs> that, that laugh. Oh, yep. <laughs> you've done this take too many times. I love how it, it's the future and they're extremely evolved and, you know, they have contact with all these other societies, but they're still just like, men don't want children. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change <laughs> in literal centuries. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest thing about this show that drives me absolutely bananas is the gender dynamics. Yeah. I mean, it's like they have eliminated the idea of race entirely. And obviously it still exists because um, a white guy is captain. (laughs) But if that was just a coinkydink, like the gender dynamics are completely super binary and super normal. There's nothing different. It's It's the Jetsons. It's totally the Jetsons, a hundo. Like every, there's always nuclear, there's all these hetero couples. Yeah. No one's even gay. Yeah. (laughs) At all. Yeah. They're still like doing gender reveal parties. Yeah, they're still. We've got to go to uh, Armas 3 (laughs) to help the colonies recover from the gender reveal party catastrophe. They're like, don't they not have genders on that planet? No, we gave it to them. <laughs> we gave it back to them. They didn't have genders and we set them straight. They've actually now done a important. lot with it. They have, there are all sorts of new colors you Live can do. Live long, prosper. These actually stand for the two genders. These two parts of the hand. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah, and then the cat turns into an iguana. I'm going to go get a a sweater. It's very okay. cold. Can you guys take a break really quick? Sure. And we can break yeah, for a, an ad. I'll be right back. I'm going to put this on. This is a head. great spot for an ad. Oh, it's such a good... It. Oh, my God. This is such a good spot for an such ad. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hang on to this. I'm back. I'm back when you guys are. Hi. I'm back. But then I had a coughing fit. Oh, God, I'm devolving. Man, we just cut back and you're uh, (laughs) a giraffe. (laughs) I feel like that's a snap filter I could easily access. So, like, if you were going to devolve into, apparently it's not rooted in any reality or fact-based thing. I guess it's sort of like spirit animal or something. And we're supposed to think that Barkley's like a spider. So what would your spirit animal that you, we're not supposed to say that anymore, devolve into? devolve like what would i devolve into yeah what do you think um i think it would be like a raccoon <sighs> raccoons are great Have you, you agree uh, with that i was way too i was way too gung-ho about that too too soon no, we're all into yeah. that. <laughs> Alice I was like, yes, it's or... like an amazing choice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just be like it's scurrying also... <laughs> around and stuff of course you hold on to your opposable <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's also a little bit like i'm just my reaction was also like, I'm happy to think of a raccoon. At this <laughs> yeah, moment. it's like, just like just, a nice image. What a yeah. What a plus I don't want to be like a penguin or something that's like really vulnerable. No, and they live remote, mm-hmm. which is not really a problem if you are one, I suppose. I guess you're around your people <laughs> yeah. in that event. <laughs> I like that um, penguin. I mean, uh, raccoons are very caustic in a way, but they're also beloved. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they they're not like they have a fandom like possums or something that people are just. Like, I also oh. feel like I'm oh, I the type possums, of person so. who like I follow a bunch. I yeah, think I think um, people want to be friends with me, but they don't know that that would actually not be that fun. 
Totally. Yeah, I tried. And that's how we feel. That's how we feel about raccoons. <laughs> We're like, I, like, I want to hold one. Of, like, <laughs> I want to hold one. And then they're like, they, you know, it's like VR. You're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then you're just yeah. like, well, what, what are you going to do next? It's like it, it, it keep, people keep telling you they're going to be the next animal. And then, like, it keeps yeah. not happening for yeah. decades. <laughs> like, we're sticking with cats and dogs. The, I love, I love that for you. Thank you. Uh, what about you, Skylar? I think I'd be. I mean, it feels generic, but I feel like I'd be a little. I feel like I'd be a pig. I like mm. pigs. Ooh, I think they're that's fun. A good one. I also watched Babe. The idea that recently, you think it would be re-watched. generic means you really would be a pig. Yeah. Thank you. The idea that you uh, think like everybody's choosing this one. Everyone's going to be a pig. <laughs> like, ugh. Well, everybody's going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> all been, no one said Like, yeah. I don't want to jump in on this too quickly. <laughs> I'm going to get all the good barnyard I'm not animals. Even gonna, I'm not even going to show up early. All the yaks will be gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to be an, a domesticated animal, though. Like, nothing evolved yeah, from... That's, a, that's like an end point. Well, but... Hmm, no, I guess I'd right. be like a little that's warthog. A, yeah, that's a really be, good point. Or like a boar. Yeah, I'd be like out there, some something like savanna dwelling, but so yeah. Piggy. I mean, even a even a horse doesn't make sense. That's sort of a beast of burden. Like how, you can't. What's a wild horse? I guess there are wild. Yeah, horses. but they weren't wild to begin with. They were though. just like set yeah, there's free. A, there's the song too. Yeah. <sighs> so how did horses start? Seahorses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they pulled them out of the sea. And it's interesting because they called them seahorses and they were like, I just have a feeling they're not always going to be in the ocean. So I'm going to just preemptively call it a seahorse. And then sea we're going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, they, and they tried land horses for a while. But they were, like, it's they were just horses. Yeah. And then they were the horses and land horses. Mm-hmm. And then, and then seahorses were like, were like um, you know, we just call ourselves like- horses, but... <laughs> uh but you guys apparently are the you know it's honestly whatever um what would you i be would be a seahorse maybe because of the fact that they the women don't give birth they right. like to procreate the women seahorses are like hey here's some eggs do yeah. with this what you will to the man and then they it seems to, like, like a cool arrangement seems like a chill home yeah. life in a yeah. seahorse home yeah but then i wouldn't mind being a spider either but, that'd be yeah. cool you get to make your new home every wherever I, and i love hgtv uh, yeah. spider hgtv has to be just like fucking off the chain <laughs> i feel like, like the entire premise of this episode is just that like isn't your worst fear that you would lose all of the things that make you a human instead of an animal and it's like i think that sounds fine <laughs> yep yeah. like i get that they're more prone to like survival tendencies and like existential threats and you know shit like that Mm -hmm. but it's like but also they have to like have a job exactly and the thing about troy is like she seems really miserable but that's because they pull her out of her habitat like she's Uh, choking to death when they pull her out and it's like oh god troy she's not okay but it's also like well yeah because you took a fish out of water so like put her back in and she's fine. Yeah. I also liked that there was that classic like office argument about the thermostat because they were both devolving into two different creatures. And she was like, um, could I, I just change the thermostat? And he's like, set it back to the default computer. <laughs> and she's, she said actually to him, deal with it. And it was really cool. <laughs> that scene is great. Computer, increase ambient temperature by two degrees centigrade. And increase relative humidity by 
Computer, reset environmental controls to standard. Worf, it's freezing in here. You have already raised the temperature three times. It is too hot. Live with it. Computer, execute my original command. If you're not watching along with us, she puts on sunglasses. <laughs> After she says, live with it. Uh, well, nobody's yeah. asked me what animal I would be, so I guess we we'll did ask you we multiple did. times. We seahorse. We had a whole conversation. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so self-centered that I was like, I didn't get enough. I need a follow-up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm happy to hear other choices. Well, now I'm thinking, like, what's the most self-centered, selfish animal? Um, like a lion, like something that's like really like I'm. I'm I think, but not powerful. Like a, a, qu- okay. a queen bee, like a a. a female bee because she's just like every i'm gonna have sex with every one of these guys i'm gonna kill all my competition i'm just gonna sit here you guys <laughs> go make me a bunch of honey and like no one can find me apparently on twitter <laughs> yeah and all <laughs> yeah yeah i i like i like a blob yeah i could i could get behind that what would you a hate blob? turning into no i'm just wasting time well, yeah what was a blob oh yeah wait when were we talking a big sack of shit. oh <laughs> is she but she's, she's still like a bee like i think she's she, just like, got a big ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we love to hear it <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's still like a bee she's not a blob <laughs> there's so many things like this too yeah somebody told me one time that it was just a big like white gelatinous sphere or something that's I think what that a queen bee was. I, I think that jellyfish are like that when they like well, start sure. out. They're like polyps, though. Well, that makes and then they sense. Like, but like, why would I conflate those? Two? Yeah, I mean, jellyfish don't eventually get like a bunch That's of true. structure. That's <laughs> true. Still... Why would you conflate those two? <laughs> they're still pretty, pretty blobby. Not until they become land jellyfish in <laughs> thousands of years. <laughs> right. Oh God. This yeah. is what people want, though, right? Like speculating about a jellyfish-drawn <laughs> carriage to take you to your ball. Um, the what was the thing I said right before that? Um, the animals we don't want to be. Well, yeah, but then I thought there was another thing in there. Mm, oh yeah, somebody. Oh, uh, when you think of something that, like, as a scientific fact that is later you find out is super uninformed. Like I've thought for a really long time that bee thing is, like, I was like, yeah, it's like if I if I saw out in a bee. Hive. I could find the bee by being like, "Where's the gelatinous white sack?" <laughs> not what it is. I, I mean, it. to be fair, you finding you out might now. be right. I don't know for a fact that you're wrong. I've seen I've seen a video of them. They look like they're bees with like longer. They just got a big ass, right? And get yeah. them dressed up. Yeah. Queen well, bee. okay. What else? The the other thing is, I thought that um, you could only well you. I thought there was no point in eating carrots during the day. <laughs> you okay, thought wait. it was a nighttime food? <laughs> what do you... <laughs> what? Yeah, that's one of the benefits. Well, tell me about... <laughs> Kick in for them. Oh, because you thought it, cause it helps with your night vision or... No, no, no. That would be something I would second guess, hopefully. <laughs> but it was that um, you're unable to... Uh, di- you're, you're more likely to digest the, be- the beta carotene that enters your system like... It doesn't really get digested, like, or applied or whatever to your, whatever it needs to be applied to. Like, the vitamin is only really digested while you're asleep. So, eating a carrot for this first six or eight hours of the day, like, it just goes it's out waste. of your system. <laughs> like, you just digest, you digest the carrot meat and the beta carotene vitamins kind of go out. 
But at okay. night, if you eat it, you digest the carrot meat and the beta carotene. I vitamins. mean, that's not that's not like an impossible reality. I you still know don't I mean? know if it's not true. Yeah, I don't. Okay. But I don't. It doesn't seem true. No, because of course, at one point, I was like. Why are you eating carrots during the day to somebody? And then they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, like, I've literally never heard anyone say that before. Yeah. Like, that's just not a thing that. <laughs> I guess if I was a science teacher, I would teach one thing that I knew was fake and then. <laughs> Test them. Yeah. That you knew was fake and then just see. Let that group of kids go out into the world thinking. I mean, that. I'm pretty sure that most science teachers, science teachers do that. Really? I had a science teacher who was also our sex ed teacher who said, um, like, when she was answering the anonymous questions, like, because we put our anonymous questions in the box, mm. like, someone had asked, like, is there anything wrong with masturbating? And she was like, it could get you too used to the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, so you're OK. So the anonymous questions are a thing that you did at your school. You yeah. said it as though we all did it. Well, um, I've talked to like I like I have a friend who's a sex ed teacher and they did it. Yeah. Like, I think it's pretty common. I think they did it in mm-hmm. like a in a Beverly Cleary ed, book. If somebody didn't answer, if somebody didn't sign their questions, we did do the questions in a box. But if somebody didn't sign it, it said, you know, is my penis too small? Who wrote this <laughs> until they couldn't let us go to recess? Until we did you go to Catholic school? It was. No, shame school. Just skip the no God, just shame. Mm. Um, but. Did she say it in a way where she had like a thousand yard stare afterwards or what? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But she said everything like that. (laughs) She also was like, you should never do drugs because one time I did LSD and I was standing on the street. Yeah, I got too used to feeling and it looked like the streetlights started bouncing down the street like balls. And it was like, this is not a good cautionary tale. (laughs) That's not sufficient. That's 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 really great. It yeah. actually kind of feels like what it's advertised to do. Yeah, I was like, okay, so it works? <laughs> yeah, it was like you had good LSD. Yeah. Correct. Money well spent. There's, my mom told me she did LSD, and she told me this tree started following her. And she, like, walked home from whatever party <laughs> she was at. And then, like, she saw this tree behind her, and then she kept walking down an alleyway, and she turned around, and the tree was there. And I was like, was it scary? And she was like, no, it was really friendly. Wow. My mom also has a story where she did drugs, and a tree gave her important information. That led to the dissolution of her relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it, it broke up a relationship? Yeah, but in a good way, where it was like, the tree, like... She and her boyfriend and I I don't know if I should tell the story, but I think I've probably told it before. She and her boyfriend and like a couple other people and his twin brother and his twin brother's girlfriend, they were all like tripping and they decided to start playing music with sticks and a tree. Like they were just like hitting this tree with these sticks to make music. And something told my mom that like her boyfriend wasn't making his music for her. He was making it for the other woman. And she confronted him about it when they were sober, and he admitted. <laughs> Wait, the, just the music thing he admitted? Yeah, and she was like, I think this relationship is over. <laughs> That's incredible. It's like a great endorsement for like LSD. Is like, yeah, I've never heard a bad a story drug. about it, and yet yeah. I've never done it. <laughs> I've never done it so either. The worst story I've ever heard about LSD was that somebody told me, like, this is a 
total myth, but they were like, oh, this guy, he did so much LSD that he went to the hospital and he, he's still in the hospital today. He thinks he's a tree. And I'm like, uh, that's not a bad thing. It's <laughs> like, cool that's basically that nirvana. Guy. That's yeah, like just people opted, meditate to get to that point. He opted into <laughs> the matrix. <laughs> yes, he did. And it's the greatest. Yeah. Um, I had something else to say, but I'm having so much fun that I forgot it already. If I do remember it, I'll just, uh, Emily, where can I find you? Um, just leave a comment on my Instagram. It's at Mr. Emily Hiller and just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Tell me there. This episode. I just want to say this episode was really funny. Thank I had a you. good time watching it. Oh, I thought you meant recording it. <laughs> I have no I have no feelings about this podcast, but I think this episode of Star Trek. Such was a great. raccoon thing to say. It's also rare for like. <laughs> Rarely does the guest in the middle of it say, like, this episode I would listen to. I enjoyed this one. It's never happened. It's never happened. At least on this show. Um, uh, well, I've been watching a lot of Love Island, and people are constantly, like, commenting on how their conversations are going in the middle of the conversations, <laughs> where they're just like, you know, like, it, you, you got good banter, and, you know, like, I I feel like there's a real connection here, and... um. I, I I think you're real fit. And, um, you know, as soon as you walked in, I just thought, yeah, like, that's a bit of me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're just they only ever talk about how their conversations are going. Wait, did you watch the um, um, did you watch the Prince Harry Meghan Markle thing? I did. I did as well. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Piers Morgan, so I just wanted to see what. <laughs> so yeah, you wanted a you wanted a little preview. Just for make what sure he you got do. on the same same page. Yeah. Well, so, oh my God, someone on Love Island recently was like on one of their dates was like, oh yeah, I like love Piers Morgan. Oh my God. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, and you know what? Her fucking boyfriend dumped her when he went to Casa Amor, and she deserved it. Oh, yeah. You, you got to see that coming a mile away. What did you think of the interview? Um, I thought it was, uh, I mean, like, almost all of, like, the interesting stuff about it was online before I saw it. So really, for right. me, when I watched it, the only new Same. information was Humphrey Yogart. <laughs> <laughs> already, that was I. There was a tweet about Humphrey Yogart that I saw just after, and I was like, "Well, that w almost ruined it." I saw almost them before, but I had no idea what that was about. I oh, just saw yeah, yeah, tweets yeah. about Humphrey Yogart, and I was just I saw Noah Garfinkel tweet about it, and I was like, "That's something he would tweet about any day of the week. <laughs> he doesn't need to be prompted." I just assumed it was a Noah Garfinkel <laughs> tweet, and then I watched it, and I was like, "And the funniest thing is not that there's a yogurt place called Humphrey Yogart. The funniest thing was that Meghan Markle talked about Humphrey Yogart like it was a national chain." Yeah. She's like, can you believe I started out where so many young people did? Humphrey yeah, yogurt? it's like I, you know, I worked at McDonald's. I worked at Humphrey Yogurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I paid my dues. Yeah, it's I, just you know, I worked at Ain't Nothing But a Muffin, you know, for years. So fucking stupid. <laughs> I thought the pergola conversation was interesting, where they were like, "We have to say before we get started, obviously." You're not being paid. And also, this is the neighbor's pergola. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand why they did that, because people would literally go online to be like, I know where that oh pergola God, is. Right. Let's go hound her at her house. I am going to be. Oh, yeah. Really do like 
Google satellite stuff to yeah. find the pergola, which would be very upsetting. I'm yeah. going to be really fucking, ugh. I'm going to embarrass myself, be really basic, bitch. And like, yes, there is an element of masculinity that I find attractive in Harry now because he didn't, you know, fuck over his wife. Ugh, I hate, I hate admitting this, but I was watching it and I was like, I don't care about this at all. And then I watched it and I was like, compelling, compelling, put it in my veins. Right. Like, you really do feel, and I wanted to protect Meghan Markle because I feel like she's like, I emerged from a flower fully formed and all I want to do is rescue dogs. And it's like, <laughs> she's like a human Tinkerbell person. And you're like, how could anybody ever be mean to this person? <laughs> Who just likes dirty martinis. <laughs> and, and then Harry's like, yeah, like, fuck them. They're yeah. gross. And you're like, wow. <laughs> it doesn't take much. It's, yeah, I, I mean, it. it's also, it's like, it's so refreshing, too, to just be like, and it shouldn't be this refreshing, but for him to be like, yeah, I learned about racism because I'm white. And I had to learn and I wasn't taught before. Like, like just to be like. And he also said it kind of at them. He's like, I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hint, hint. Like, <laughs> and it's it's true. It's it's refreshing, but it's also shows it's a great midpoint. Right. Because they're super basic. Like Meghan Markle looks like the kind of girl who always shows up in those like weird like Republican women's cesspool photos where they're all wearing boots to like the the knee and <laughs> yeah. sweaters and then braid. She looks like that lady, yeah. but like, and he's super basic and doing CrossFit and shit like that. But he's like, but basically don't do racism, learn about white privilege and then fix your shit. Yeah. Archwell. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there was a thing that he didn't say that he could have and should have, which is which is that like Alice Wetterland special is on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of them. Uh, He didn't say Bazinga. That would have been fun. Any of those. Um, I but, guess the person whose garden this is has been watching Emily Garden's Emily's Garden show. <laughs> I wish he had, no, I just wish he had said like when he was talking about like I had to learn about this from her. Like if he had just said like, listen, 15 years ago, I was like dressing up like a Nazi and thinking that was funny. I had yeah. to learn why that was mm-hmm. wrong. And I know for a fact that that's a racist institution because that's where my racist ideas came from. They existed in my head because and that's how I know that there is racism in the palace. Right. And it was work to unlearn. And I'm going to be doing that work. for You know, like he could have been a little bit more explicit about that stuff. We don't know what's coming out in Archwell. (laughs) He didn't want to (laughs) spoil his evolution. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to tease it too much. But he's like, I've got a workout video coming out where I slam a ball down. Yeah. Clarify my path on confronting my own privilege. I just feel like the admission that he once dressed up like a Nazi is not as incongruous with what he was saying in that interview as he maybe thinks it is. Like to say, like, I've learned while like because if he doesn't talk about it, then people are just going to be like, "Uh, this is interesting coming from a guy who dressed up like a Nazi. And it's like, no, that's part of the story also. Or, Or just like. This is interesting coming from a guy that 
dress like a Nazi. And you're like, yes, but take the sarcasm out of your voice. Yeah. 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 It, it is, is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Coming from a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the people saying that it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. The royal family isn't racist. You proved me yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. I'm so glad we covered that. It's really important to the Star Trek universe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we covered it all. Do they ever um, talk about if the queen is still alive in Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's still going. Robert, years from she's now. She's absorbed into an AI of a ship, probably. Um, there is, uh, of course, the part where Data's, Data has kittens then, and um, the end of the episode is that Barkley gets a disease named after him. Uh, just because I have to spoil it before we go. But, um, but yeah, that's a... That's been the episode. And uh, thank you so much, Emily, for being here. And Skylar also for subbing in. Um, you can find Emily on the Twitter and on uh, Mr. Emily Heller on Instagram. But is there anything else that you'd like to promote or plug? Um, you can watch my special Ice Thickeners on YouTube for free. You can watch it on YouTube for free. Can you also listen to it on any streaming? Like I, My album Pasta, which is essentially the same thing, is, is streaming. And you can also oh, buy cool. it. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, get out of your shopping online trip at Target and buy those things. And uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned for uh, Veronica doing some ads. And I guess she probably already did this episode because she said she would. But send Veronica some love uh, wherever she may be in this crazy nation of ours. Um, I don't know how to end shows anymore, I guess. So I'll just play some fucking music. It's here. I'm I'm out of here. Thanks for being here, Emily. Thanks for having me. Oh wait, hold on a second. Oh wait, who's calling? Hello. Hello? Are we supposed to answer? Yeah, you're supposed to answer. You called me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, hello. Hi. Hello. What's going on? Hi. How are you? This is There's how we end the show. Always. Is there somebody whispering in the background? There. Yeah, there's somebody whispering in the background. I brought my friend who whispers in the background. It's me, the queen. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. The queen's pranking me again. She's so bored. All right, She's I guess so we'll, we'll leave this in. <laughs> leave this in as an outro. Yeah, this is the love. It's a bonus. Patreon <laughs> <content>. Bonus. <laughs> All right. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>